Welcome everyone. I'm Jeffrey Goodman, Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana. And we're here at 318 Latino Studios for Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home. And I can't wait to talk to our guest today, Ms. Laura Gauthier. So Laura, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Thank you. Well, I know we're going to learn a lot today. So uh, and if I get anything wrong, just please correct me, but you're the program director at the Bridge Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. Yes. A local nonprofit organization helping families in Northwest Louisiana travel the bumpy road of Alzheimer's and dementia. You are feeling a critical need in our community. So let's, let's start here today, if we could. For the lay people like me, do you mind explaining the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? Yes, so we get asked this question all the time. Uh, dementia is a big umbrella term, and Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. There's actually about eight other types of dementia that are out there, but Alzheimer's is the most commonly diagnosed, about 60 to 80% of the cases. Okay, great. And at the bridge, you provide resources, education, and support services for our residents living with dementia. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some of the different programs and services you provide at the bridge? Yeah, so one of the main things that we provide is actually support groups for our caregivers. And we have nine all over Shreveport Bossier, but we are expanding those every, honestly, every day. And... Those caregiver support groups are really there to help give them a sense of community because being a caregiver to someone with, with Alzheimer's or another type of dementia, it's very lonesome, tiresome, 24-7. So they can come to these groups and feel a sense of community and vent, cry, get angry, ask for advice, and it really just makes them let them know that they're not alone in this journey. And these support groups, if I'm not mistaken, they're free of charge. Is that right? Yes. All of our services that um, we talk about are 100% free. Amazing. And give me some sort of... So you were telling me off camera where the bridge is located. So tell me where that is. Yes. Yeah, so it's at 851 Olive Street um, in Shreveport in, okay. the, in the Highland District. And some of these support groups are held at the bridge itself. Is that correct? Or the they're held somewhere else? Yes, yeah, so we have one, um, actually just left it not too long ago, um, but it's on the second Thursday of every month at two o'clock. All of our services, or all of our groups are once a month um, for an hour. A lot of them are based in churches, but some of them are in our councils on aging, um, all different types of facilities like our assisted livings, memory care facilities, things like that in Shreveport Bossier. Awesome. At the bridge, you started talking about this, you prioritize and serve our caregivers. I read a statistic that I thought was mind-boggling that about 40 to 50% of caregivers end up passing away before the person they're caring for due to not prioritizing their own health and well-being. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some of the different ways you support our caregivers, what that support looks like? Yeah, so we actually do a different program every week to give those caregivers an outlet to come to with their person with dementia so they are able to socialize and be there with them and not feel like they just have to be stuck at home. Um, we offer counseling services. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we actually have a counseling intern through LSUS Counseling Department 
And so we both offer counseling services for caregivers and people recently diagnosed with dementia 100% free of charge. So, and we have lots of resources, information, um, you know, they don't know what they need until they need it. So we're that brick and mortar place, that real person that they can call and ask for sitters, home health, hospice, durable medical, hearing aid information, and we can send them that information without them trying to Google it and find it on their own. And I know, uh, generally I don't talk about the why here, but listening to you and kind of hearing, learning more about the caregiver support that you provide. We do a lot with the Parkinson's community at the mm-hmm. Y. And, uh, the, we have a, a program called Rock Steady, and the first thing they do every Rock Steady session is all of the participants gather in a circle and they they share what's going on in their life. And um, just because it can be so isolating and so lonely as mm-hmm. a as a Parkinson's patient, and you it, it's hard for it's hard to find people who can relate to what your experience, it's kind of a similar thing with the caregivers of dementia. Is that correct? That it can be very isolating and it's hard to kind of find people that understand the struggles and challenges that you're experiencing. Yeah, they feel like they are the only ones going through it at the time because most of their friends are not going through it or they may have family members that have gone through it in the past, but nobody's in that moment. And they come to these groups and find out that they're not alone. There's someone at the same kind of time frame that their person's at, and they can come together and talk and share contact information and call that person when they're having a rough day or they just need to vent to, vent to somebody. And connect and relate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Currently in Louisiana, there are 92,000 people who have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And that number will increase by 20% in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Why, are, why are more people being diagnosed with Alzheimer's? And can you talk today about what, what are some of the main contributors? So I think one of the, the research that I've done, the main, one of the main contributors of more and more people being diagnosed is that we're living longer. And, you know, that's, that's great that we're living longer. Modern medicine is keeping us going for a long, long time, but sometimes our brains aren't meant to work that hard and that long. And we're in a multitasking society. We're trying to do four and five things at once. I always tell when I'm talking to someone that I have a, a now two-year-old, but at the time she was about a year old, I was cooking dinner, unloading the dishwasher, and watching her at, at the same time while the TV was on. I wasn't doing any of those things at 100%. So we have to really work on narrowing our focus and really can concentrating on one or two things max at the time because our brains are just getting tired. And it has a lot to do with how we treat our bodies. The best way in reducing your risk for um, dementia is good heart health, good oral health, um, exercising, eating well. They say the Mediterranean diet is one of the best diets. It's, you know, the, the chicken, the fish, the beans, not a lot of alcohol, not a lot of carbs. So just being very mindful of what you put into your body and how you treat your body because we all have those kind of markers in our genetics. But when those markers will actually come out, all depends on how you treat your body and then what you put in your body and how you use it. I love that, which was actually kind of one of my questions. So 
are there other things that we can kind of proactively do to help ourselves um, from getting dementia or getting Alzheimer's? Yeah. So the, the diet, the heart health, you know, if you've got high cholesterol, if you've got high blood pressure, making sure you're going to your doctor, having those levels checked, making sure you're taking the right medications, not a lot of side effects. Um, diabetes is a really um, big indicator as well. It, it can increase your risk. So making sure you're keeping your blood sugar in check, um, making sure you're eating well. They say 12 minutes a day for exercise of just getting your heart pumping and um, really just getting the blood flow. That's one of the main things. And surprisingly, going to the dentist and making sure that your gums are healthy, they're finding that the bacteria in your gums is going to your heart and to your brain. So making sure you're flossing your teeth every day, brushing your teeth, and going to see your dentist every six months. Wow. Yeah, who would have thought that yeah. going to the dentist would, would help with, with reducing your risk for dementia? Yeah, that's amazing. I've never heard that. Mm -hmm. And so as we get older, we, we naturally become more forgetful and have a more difficult time recalling information. As our loved ones watch our behavior or as we self-monitor, monitor ourselves, how are some ways to tell the difference between the natural course of aging and early signs that we have dementia or Alzheimer's? So your brain slows any, I mean, as, as you age and the, the normal things of for, forgetting where your keys are, forgetting where your phone is, that's really just a, a normal thing that, that happens because we're multitasking and we're doing too many things at once. We start to get concerned when someone is putting their keys or their phone in a specific place and then it's not anywhere that they normally would, like in the pantry or they're in the refrigerator or something that's just out of character. Uh, they may be paying their bills too many times at once in one month or not paying them at all. Uh, really, they're driving somewhere. They've, been, they've known how to drive that place 20 years. They could do it blindfolded. And then all of a sudden, they can't remember how to get back home. Those are some of the things that we start to see that, or that family members will see and they start to get concerned. And when that happens, they can actually call us and we can do a free memory screening. And it's not a diagnosis, but it's a good place to start when you don't know where to start. And generally, just very general, but does the first kind of diagnosis of Alzheimer's or dementia, do you typically see it more as someone's self monitoring or self-diagnosis or is it typically a, a loved one or a family member saying I think something is occurring that we should look into or check out? Most of the time it's friends or family members that you haven't seen in a while and that you're not around day to day and they'll say hey you know there's something something up we're not really sure they're repeating the same question over and over or they're doing something strange because when you're with that person 24-7 you're in the middle of it. You don't see the normal day-to-day -day things that they may be forgetting. But when someone comes in from the outside, that's usually when it, it becomes apparent. And is there an average age or typical age that we start to see like Alzheimer's or start to see dementia? Or is it just wide ranging? Uh, we see everything from people in their 40s to people in their 70s or 80s. 
it's it's pretty varied. Um, like frontotemporal dementia is anywhere from like mid forties to early sixties, but Alzheimer's is usually from the research usually like in their seventies and and up. Um, but we're seeing more and more people that are in their younger like in sixties there hadn't been cognitive issues. And just because you have cognitive issues doesn't mean it's dementia. There's lots of physical reasons that cause cognitive impairments. So it's it's always good you go get those checked out first before you completely get to worrying and, and jump to the the worst conclusion too. And how are we how are we doing medically? Uh, this wasn't one of my questions either, but I had a grandmother who had Alzheimer's for um, twenty plus years when I was growing up. And are are are, are there medically are we getting to a preventative stage or what, where are we in terms of defeating or controlling Alzheimer's? So the, the research is showing that they're really doing like, like specialized medicine. So there, there's the tau, the proteins and the tangled, the plaques and the tangles that they can identify that you have. And they're really, the new medicines that are coming out are really targeting those specific things as preventing it or stopping it. There's not really any information on that right now, and it's because there's everybody has different symptoms. You may have an, a, a disease or a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, but every person's going to have symptoms that are a little bit different or a little bit varied, and it's really hard to figure out a an answer to that. So with Alzheimer's, they've actually identified a gene. It's called APOE4. And if you have more than one of those, then you have an increased risk. But just because you have that risk doesn't mean you're going to get it. It's all in how you are you're living your life and how you're treating your body. That's the, the best way to re- reduce your risk of, of in staving it off for, for a long term. Love that. Well, those are all my questions, but we can talk as long as you'd like. Is there anything else about the work you do at the bridge, about... Uh, I know just most of us don't know nearly as much about Alzheimer's or dementia as we should until we have to. Um, is there anything else in your field and area of expertise you'd like to share with the public today or share about the bridge? Um, um, like I said, we have all the time in the world. Yeah, so as as the bridge, you know, we're, we're a nonprofit and we, we want to help the community. That's, I mean, our vision is creating a community where no one affected by Alzheimer's dementia makes the journey alone. And that's that's our thing. People, like you said, they don't know they need it until they need it. Um, and the best way to start off with that is, you know, come do a memory screening. They're free. It's not a diagnosis, but we give you a result sheet. And then you can have that if you're in the, you know, what they call the normal range. You come back in a year and then we'll, you know, keep your track of your things going on. But if it's not in that normal range, then we can talk about what are the next steps. If someone is struggling or if they're having concerns about their loved one, they can call, make an appointment, just come in and sit down and we can talk about anything and everything and get them kind of like a care plan and figure out what they need to do and what's the most important things that they need to get done. And... It makes it a little less overwhelming when they have someone to talk to when realistically there's not really ever been anybody else. There's us, there's one in Baton Rouge, and then there's one in New Orleans. So we cover Region 7. 
and that goes from Dubienville Parish down to Sabine and Natchitoches. But we're only a small a small entity, and we we want to grow and help everyone that we can. And it just starts by we just need we we want people to call and and ask for help. Which is amazing how little resources are given the statistics of how many people are actually affected by Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, it's the numbers are, are astronomical and are only going to increase as the years go on. Anything else you want to mention or say today? Really I appreciate having you here. No, I, I appreciate you having me on. And if anybody has any questions, they can give us a call. Maybe um, throw your phone number out yeah. or throw the website out for the bridge. Um, just let people know how they can uh, inquire about what you guys offer and the services you have. Yeah, our phone number is uh, 318-656-4800. And our website is alzbridge.org. Awesome. Thanks, Laura. really thank appreciate you being here and appreciate everything you're doing for the community. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.